Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to the Touchlines and Touchdowns podcast, the world's first and therefore greatest football football mashup podcast. A fully American football version of the Touchline Media Group because uh, the U.S. Women's National Team decided that they uh, they were done. They no longer wanted to uh, play soccer and they stopped doing so. So uh, congratulations for them to them on uh, having less to do. They uh, they stopped playing soccer a few matches ago, really. That's true. That's true. But you know what? Look, in the fine tradition of this country, August, nothing gets done in August. Just nothing gets done in August. Uh, if you if you have ever worked in any industry, even remotely associated with finance industry, August is 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 for is for holidays. So you know, I appreciate the U.S. Women's National Team reflecting our culture. They they really adhered strictly to what makes us American. Not working in August, mostly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Asa, aka the Twig. Uh, I'm joined by the uh, our our Big Ten West correspondent, formerly Pac-12 correspondent, but current Big Ten West correspondent, uh, Tim. Tim, how are you? Do- doing well. Been been an exciting week out there for the uh, the West Coast Big Ten folk. So. I, I obviously like we we need to talk about what this means. Last week we talked like about the Big Twelve and how that is now a different thing. Um, I mean, it's tough. You're an Oregon fan, so like it like we have different perspectives on this, right? Like you are the like you are in the situation of I need to find a lifeboat or my or my school is going not sink because Bill. But like we are going to have a big problem. Whereas I, as a fan of a, a an August Big Ten university that has been there since 1953, 1950, uh, you know, we can we can take a step back and be more serious. But is is the Big Ten the most American villain possible here? Just like picking <laughs> off the the cute little Pac-12 folks. Like, like I, I had this thought, and I was reading a book about McKinsey. Um, dear listener, if you don't know what McKinsey is, look them up. They're they're actually like what you think Goldman Sachs is. McKinsey actually is. Um, but I was reading a book about them about how like they have like they put out this whole thing about how they they're so values driven, and then they just do whatever they want. And that feels like the big time. Like the SEC doesn't care, lets you know that they don't care, and moves oh. on. But. <laughs> Yeah, the, the SEC is like, we're not even going to pretend anymore. I mean, I, I loved Kirby Smart's uh, press conference where you were recently. He was like, yeah, we've got a real issue with uh, our players speeding. And it's like, he's like, yeah, I haven't, I haven't figured out how to get that one under wraps yet. And it's like just the most SEC <laughs> response where you're like, wow, you guys aren't really trying that hard, are you? And they're like, we, they're very good at football. So we're going to we're gonna let it roll. 
so, so this this actually vaguely reminds me, like, and like talking about like standards and what we care about and how seriously we take things, either externally or internally. Um, like, that's like that's like Alabama, like, and and it goes across sports, right? Like Nate Oates being like, yeah, Brandon Miller was in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was like, dude, he traveled with a gun to the wrong place at precisely the time he chose to travel there. That's neither wrong place nor wrong time. Yes. <laughs> to meet an associate of his with said weapon. I, I, I still can't believe that, like, he did happen there. How do you let him play? How do you let him play? How is that not accessory to murder? <laughs> it's, 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 it reminds me of, like, the Jameis Winston press conference when they brought in that, like, yokel sheriff guy who was, like, making jokes about rape and sexual assault. And he was like, ah, but Jameis Winston, he's a good old guy. And you're just like, you realize this is on national television and you're just making light of a rape situation because it involves a very good football player. Uh, who, uh, actually, you know, no, look, true. Don't want to undermine that. Can we talk about the fact that Jameis Winston won a Heisman while not being able to see? Yeah, that the the fact that he like didn't have contacts and like, <laughs> vision was so impaired and still won the Heisman. I mean, it, I think it tells you everything you need to know about ACC defenses. Seriously, but the ACC is still an ongoing concern because, and and actually, you know, this is actually like a good episode for two lawyers to be on, probably <laughs> because have you ever seen like a series of people more confident in a contract not being broken. <laughs> I, the, the, who, whose AD was it? Somebody was just like calling out Florida state for running. Was it like North Carolina? Or it North was Carolina? UNC. Yeah. It, like, like, Oh, you know, it's not helping anybody. Them running their mouth. You're like, guys, like you're the ones who are going to like all your good teams, all like two of them, historic good teams. Let's, let's not give them too much credit for current relevance of good teams, but like, your two like historic teams are going to get picked off by the SEC when the SEC feels like it, when it's advantageous. And you're going to be left with a bunch of schools where you're like, well, we're pretty good at basketball, but uh, that's not going to pay the bills anymore. <laughs> I mean, I think the only, here's the only way that I think North Carolina ends up okay in this. And that is that the Big Ten at some point pretends to give a shit about the stature of college football generally takes Stanford and Cal, takes UNC and UVA, takes Kansas and Missouri, and that's that. I think... At that point, there's got to be a limit to how big these conferences can be. Well, how about this? How how about this? Theoretically, you have two super conferences of 24, 48 power two teams, right? Each of those conferences have three divisions of eight teams each. You're just recreating the pack eight. Yeah. That's all we're doing. But I mean, like that's like Chip Kelly made that joke. He's like, "Oh, I think it's great. We should uh, we should have all the West Coast schools play each other, and all the East Coast <laughs> like Pasadena at the end of the year to figure out who's the best." <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Like that's the thing is that like why like that that's my best case scenario is that and I know like there's like an ambivalence about current Big Ten West Coast schools and future Big Ten West Coast schools, which is to say how we feel about Oregon State, Washington State, Stanford, and Cal, but like does it hurt that much to bring Stanford and Cal? Like Stanford wins all of the national championships that you've never heard of. And Cal would make Michigan the third best public school in, in the big Ten, which would be funny for literally 23 other schools. The, it, like the, the realignment stuff, it like, it reminds me of like cable and streaming services where like we had this model and like, it was, it wasn't perfect, but it worked. And now we're going into a new model where you're like, okay, it's like this, but objectively seems like it's getting worse. And we're just going to end up back where we started under the guise of a different name when all's, all is said and done. My, the, like, just on that, like, my favorite my favorite comment that you hear fairly regularly is like, man, I wish all of my streaming services were on one platform so I didn't have to change between them. And you're just like, what if I told you that Comcast has a product <laughs> for you? <laughs> you can have all of the channels, one place, one place. One place. Super easy um, guide and everything. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen with with Cal and Stanford though. They, I mean, I think they'll like. I'm not worried about them. They're no, going to like. They'll be fine. They're going to find a home. Like Oregon State and Washington State. I'm like, oh yeah, you know DJ Uolungale. You know he he always wanted to go to a, a Mountain West uh, powerhouse uh, of a school. Like his. 
that's what you're looking at. I mean, it's, I feel bad. I'll, I'll say this. I don't really feel bad for Oregon state because you know, whatever. I feel super bad for Washington state because Washington state is fun. Like as a fan base, it's fun. And like, they're not good at anything athletically. Yeah, they're I, just not good at anything. And like an accident of history, right? Because like Purdue's not good at it. Well, Purdue pretends to be good at basketball, but loses in the first round. Um, I don't know. Like, is Minnesota good at anything? Hockey, I guess. Yeah, yeah they're good at hockey. But yeah, Wazoo, like I, I don't, I can't think of anything. Nebraska. Nebraska. Survey. Yeah. They seem like they should be good at wrestling. Are they good at like that that seems like the sort of school where you're like, oh yeah, they've got like a sneaky good wrestling program. Yeah, but like if you have a sneaky good wrestling program and then you come to the Midwest, you no longer have a sneaky good wrestling program. You have a bad wrestling program because if your conference games are against Iowa, Wisconsin, and Nebraska, you're gonna lose those. Oregon. I know I know nothing of college wrestling. I am positive that Iowa is elite at it. Yes, I I, I know this too for a fact. Oh. We are joined also by Big Twelve correspondent uh, Josh, who is, um, as as is, as he has always said, as a as a guy who played football in Big Twelve, big rivals coming home uh, in Tempe and Tucson. I know that Baylor really gets up for those games against traditional rivals Arizona. <laughs> you know what? Um... I'm I'm looking forward to new rivalries being formed. Um uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely if we can if we can somehow outrival um Arizona State f- with Arizona, um, you know, maybe become somehow become uh, Arizona's arch nemesis over Arizona State, we might have done something there. That would be really, really funny. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm for like the trophies that people are going to make up to try and like force excitement into some of these games that like who was the school that didn't they like make a chair that then the team five dollar five dollar bits of broken chair between Minnesota and Nebraska. Yep, there you go. So we're uh, into more of that. <laughs> uh, so so here's what I think. I mean, I think it makes sense. Baylor and Arizona, natural rivals. Baylor doesn't drink. Arizona to drink minimum. Uh, Baylor, the Bears, Arizona got blackout drunk one night and decided that their slogan is bear down. We don't know why. <laughs> I, I, my, I, I have family who went to the University of Arizona. They always say bear down. And I'm like, y'all are wildcats, <laughs> bears. That, wh- why are you doing this? Um, has, there, has there been any explanation for that? Because I, have no, I personally no, have never heard any. I have, I have not. I do not have an answer to that question. Um, I, I also have never heard an explanation for that one, and it is very perplexing. Especially if there's like multiple other bears <laughs> old packed. Well, um, I, I and also like just like if you're gonna go with like natural rivals across whatever, um, Baylor and Arizona, obviously Texas Christian versus the Arizona State Sun Devils. Devils, one to one, one to one, the Halo oh, yeah. Trophy. There you go. <laughs> Un- unfortunately we appear to be in like one of those tcu down spells like i know that they just made the national championship game but look at their look at their their program look at their their roster they're in for like old back big 12 um style games and the big 12 is not like that anymore and they are going to they are going to get shit on um but uh yeah i don't know how like how the world would feel about a number of like that trophy staying with the devils for years at a time which would be very very funny to me I feel like I feel like TCU always does this thing where they go kind of under the radar in the off season and then out of nowhere during the season become this like stalwart defensive team that just somehow either that either that or or they suck or they they're really really bad. Yeah, it's like, I don't remember the last. The yeah, I'm trying to remember the last time TCU went like eight and five. Like I I don't think they go eight and five as a program. Like it's like ten yeah. wins or four wins. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> or they're not making a bowl. Yeah. Right. Um. So, uh, but and you know, like there will be. I, I think there are going to be a lot of other weird ones. Like, can you imagine like any like traditional hatred between like I don't know Colorado and Kansas State? Like, have they ever even played? Like, I I just probably in the old Big Twelve, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> probably yeah. for the first like fifty years of their existence. 50 years. But it's fine. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, so it just does, back to it does feel kind of wrong that Colorado is back in the Big Twelve and Nebraska is not there. Yeah, I actually oh, that actually yeah. does bug me. Um, like I want to get rid of Nebraska. Like as a Big Ten fan, now that we have the West Coast schools, I would I would absolutely if I, if this is how about this for a trade? Okay, three team trade, three team trade. Okay. The, the Big Ten gives Nebraska to the Big 12, okay? The Big 12 gives Oklahoma State to the SEC. And the SEC gives uh, the Big Ten, um, I guess we'll take Kentucky for basketball purposes. And I get rid of Nebraska, who doesn't matter, and I don't care about. And I get Kentucky, which really matters in basketball. I, I would be okay with that trade. What and I think is- everybody would say yes. No, the Big 12 will absolutely not say yes. How is Nebraska than Oklahoma State? Actually, basketball-wise, maybe, but not football, yeah. I think Nebraska's <laughs> fan base for football-wise is, is probably really good for the Big, for the Big 12. The football, product, the football product, like what, that, what they actually put out on the field, maybe not so much. Uh, like in, fan base. In, in three years, they're going to be good again because Matt Rule. Because the, yeah. the, the way that he works, as you know – we're going to get we're going to get one year of them going 0 and 12 and then they're going to go like 5 and 7 and then somehow they're going to go 11 and 1 yeah. because that's how Matt Rule works um and then, and then he's going to go to the NFL and then, then he'll lose yeah. in the NFL and then the same, the same cycle we do this over and over again yes <laughs> um but like i i would rather Kentucky than Nebraska i think that the Big 12 would rather Nebraska than Oklahoma State and i think that the SEC would rather Oklahoma State than Kentucky i think this works all the way through and Kentucky makes more sense. I think the SEC is actually the one who might have a beef about this one because, like, Kentucky really props up that conference basketball-wise. Basketball wise, yes. like that, and, like, no one – I mean, I guess they're, like, kind of decent in football as of, like, very last Very week. recently. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I, the SEC – like the SEC doesn't need more football schools. Like they're covered on football schools. Like they need like they need balance for some of the other sports. And like how is that balance in basketball? Okay, okay, hold on. How about this one? How about this one? Okay. Uh Nebraska to the Big 12, Kansas to the Big Ten, Missouri to the Big Ten, and we'll give the SEC like $10 million. Because they're broke bitches as compared to the Big Ten, which is now a Hold hedge fund. On. You would take Kansas in the Big Ten? and I, I need you to understand how much I care more about basketball than I do about football. <laughs> I cannot express this enough as a Michigan State fan. Like, everybody, like, it, there's, like, a running joke, right, about football school, basketball school. Yeah. There are very few actual basketball schools, right? Kentucky is one of them. Kansas yeah. is one of them. Yeah. Uh, you Maybe UCLA, but UCLA is more of a nothing school because nobody gives a shit about UCLA. Yeah. Um, not right now, but given 2024, welcome to the big 10. And, right. uh, but like Michigan state is a football school. Like everybody cares about football way more than basketball, except for those of us who grew up in a very specific era, call it the Bobby Williams, John L. Smith era. And I was winning national championships in one of these and I was missing bowl games in the other. And I decided that I was going to be a bigger fan of the team that won national titles and not the team that was giving smoke screens to a six, seven tight end, which is something that Michigan state did consistently. What's a national title? Yeah. Right. Oregon fan checking in, uh, 1936, right? 1939. First one. Haven't won one since. (laughs) So very well, like your new conference mate, Rutgers won the first one. Nothing since. Yeah. Technically, well, they split the first one. You know, you know what? What Big Twelve school I would actually like have a hard time letting go of? Kansas State. They I have, don't want Kansas State. They have like surprising. They have surprising balance when it comes to like both football and basketball. Like they have down years, but like as of recently, like they're a nuisance football wise like an absolute nuisance they, they, i think they won the big 12 last year they did win the big 12 last year here's the thing about <laughs> kansas state i want nothing to do with kansas state kansas state is utah light and you don't want utah you don't you think you you say to yourself you look at utah and you're like we can probably be- beat them hey tim can you beat utah you can't beat utah yeah you, you can't, can't beat utah <laughs> you can play them three times a season you'll lose three times and each time will be, be worse than the hey, last don't- it was only twice that one year. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was only twice. Um, like, yep, U- Utah, 
like Utah and Kansas State are that same, like, like what Michigan State in their best times looks like is like the, oh, shit. Like, we are going to get into a grimy mud ball of a death match, and they want to be here, and we do not. <laughs> and, yeah. like, that's that's what it is. Um, I, but, I feel like they're, they're, they're also, like, one of those teams that, like, do relatively well every year, but are always underrated for some reason. Like, no one ever wants to take them seriously up until they're like, oh, shit, we have to take them seriously. Like, they're... Utah and Kansas State went to New York six, New Year's Six Bowls last year. Incredible. Like, Utah has been to two straight Rose Bowls. Do, do you know the last time that Michigan State had, like, the, the two times to go Rose Bowl for Michigan State, which is considered, a, like, somehow more prestigious program than Utah? 1986 or something 1989 like Utah is good and while Kyle Whittingham like very subtly for some reason is a top five coach in the NCAA yeah. like is there an argument against that I don't think like, so like there, there are a number I'll say this if Texas A&M if you got a Texas A&M fan and you said hey your coach or their coach and we'll pay their coach the same that we're paying your coach I, I, how quickly do they say yes? Same for Texas. Same for Oklahoma, by the way. Same for USC. It, it, C-E-G every game that USC plays against Utah. And, like, it's not, a, it's not a resources thing because there's nobody in Utah. Lincoln Riley are not built to play Utah. No. Like, that, yeah. that is the first imaginable match. I, I surmise that a big part of USC leaving the Pac-12 was they're like, we can't play Utah anymore. This is it. It's you. We got to get away from Utah. We can. We are not built to beat them. We just gave Lincoln Riley a pile of money. We're going to lose every year. And wait, we, has has USC officially left? Because I, I they're they're they they come next. All of these teams come in twenty twenty four. Oh, they joined the Big Ten. UCLA, uh, USC, Washington, Oregon. Um. So, uh, but before Tim has to leave in 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 a couple of minutes here, I do want to take a step back. And, like, a lot of this is funny, and a lot of it is, like, fun. I'm going to miss the Pac-10. And, like, not just, like, Pac-10 after dark, because those games are still going to get played. It's not like no games are going to kick off at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Like, those games are still going to be played. They're still going to be dumb. But, like, I don't know. Like, I, I, I was sad when the Big East died, right? I was – because the Big East gave me some of my favorite games ever, which were those Thursday night Virginia Tech games. But those are amazing games that were so much fun to watch and meant nothing, right? And, like, that's, that's to me, like, the core of college football. So much fun, ultimately meaningless. If you want to watch meaning, be an Alabama fan. Have fun. It's, it's miserable. It is, it is because if you lose, that's it, right? I'm a Michigan State fan. I expect four losses a year. Like, I go into every year good or bad, and just be like, okay, we're going to lose to Michigan, we're going to lose to Ohio State, we're going to lose to Penn State, and we're going to lose, you know, one stupid game against Iowa or Indiana or Illinois or whatever. And then you go to the rest of your games, you're like, can we go 6-2 and two in those other games? Can we go 7-1? and one? Great, cool. Sometimes you beat Michigan, sometimes you beat Penn State, great, lovely. You never beat Ohio State, um, unless you have Connor Cook, or Kirk Cousins, oddly. But, um, but like, I'm going to miss the Pac-12. Like, I'm going to miss the Apple Cup. I'm going to miss, like, Stanford going to USC and beating the shit out of them that one time. Which was yeah. a blast for everybody. Yeah. What's your Stanford, deal? Baby. What's your deal? <laughs> What's your deal, man? Like, like, and and the thing is, like, I don't hate Washington. Well, I sort of do because I'm a closet Oregon fan. But, like. I don't, I don't have like this, like these deep feelings about Oregon and Washington and and USC and UCLA. And like, I'm not going to care when Oregon plays Minnesota. I'm going to watch because that'll be a fun game because those are good teams or not, but either way, Minnesota versus Oregon will result in something stupid. And they'll, they'll actually, you know what? Hold on. Hold on. I just realized something. Minnesota's mascot is the Gophers, which is not too dissimilar from beavers their colors are alarmingly similar to oregon state what if we just pretend that the civil war continued and that's just oregon versus minnesota we 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 had to stop calling it the civil war that was uh that was culturally insensitive so yeah they uh they they scrapped that one but what is it now i 
I, I don't know. We still call it the Civil War. Yes. <laughs> um, but like, like I'm going to miss that stuff. And like, I'm going to, I, I, not because I like, it's going to change college football, right? Like this, this realignment doesn't really change all that much because Josh can, as you can tell us, like you leave Thursday afternoon, regardless of where you're going. And, and that's that like, you're like the, the, the football aspect is not the problem. The problem is, is like Oregon swimming is going to have to fly a very long way to go play, you know, swim against Maryland or whatever. Um, so like, that's the stuff that sort of sucks. Um, but granted I get to play UCLA in basketball, you know, once to twice a year, which is great. And plus we get, we get Dana Altman. So that's fun. I think there's just like, I I mean, as like an Oregon fan, I think there's just a lot of excitement about like these new games, like even like, yeah, like playing Purdue objectively, not very exciting, but like your first time playing Purdue in conference, like very exciting. Like, ah, we're playing Purdue. And I don't really know what that means. Uh, I mean, (laughs) But I'll like I'll be, oh sorry go ahead Tim no. <laughs> I'll say I'll, I'll be honest like I'm very 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 excited to see these California teams go into like Wisconsin in like November I'm yeah. so excited for that I was like Minnesota like watching a Lincoln Riley USC team play outdoors in Minnesota in November like that's just like cruel enough punishment for those guys like that is not why they went to usc how about this <laughs> normally northwestern like northwestern home games uh, josh you might not know this but northwestern home games are just are just road games for them because everybody in the big 10 has a significant fan base in chicago other than northwestern because northwestern doesn't have a fan base who is going to usc at northwestern in november that game <laughs> is going to be unattended I have it's gonna been, be like the old COVID soccer games. Like nobody's <laughs> gonna be there. I, I have attended a Northwest football game against Rice. I am not kidding. There were less than five hundred people at the game. Yeah. Wow. Like it, 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 it was unreal. Like you could yell and like everyone could hear you in the stadium. <laughs> I, like like at a certain point, like if, if if that were to happen, if we get USC at USC at um at Northwestern. Uh, in November. I want to go to that game and I'm going to call plays. I'm going <laughs> to be in the stands calling plays and like see if people get confused. Like you start yelling out like uh Twins right uh 86 robber uh iso du- uh or duo duo on two on two. Just like seeing people get confused. <laughs> but you get like freshman wide receivers who are like, "Wait, I I just heard 86." What's the call? What's the call? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, what's the call? <laughs> And then inevitably you have, I was going to say Pat Fitzgerald, but nope, not him. Uh, somebody else saying, uh, you know, I, you know, I was going to make that joke, but no, no part of it's funny. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, what is fun and funny is um, the fine apparel choices that you can get from Bird Dog Shorts. You know, Greg, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I think the reason we have a lot of fun is... Because we both don't like to wear pants. Is that correct? I am a staunch advocate of never wearing pants. But you do have to wear something, right? I, legally, when I go outside, yes. Uh, when I'm not outside, it's really up to interpretation. So I guess, like, the real question is, is, is there something that you could wear that, that makes you look good, but also looks vaguely, I don't know, acceptable in public? Well, you know, I've heard of these new things called bird dogs, which are neither birds nor dogs. We'll get to the mm. false advertising later. But, uh, you know, they are stretch khaki shorts that are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, which gives me a truly sculpted look. So if I were to compare these to, to maybe another brand uh, that I, I don't know why we're, we're mentioning actual trade names in an advertisement, but hey, that's what we were told to do. Uh, what would you compare it to? Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing <laughs> as that brand that starts with an L and ends with lemon, but fit way better. Well, I'm not going for copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get in trouble either. Um, what if, but, but, but could you compare them to say like your normal everyday khaki shorts? Yeah. Fuck cotton. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. 
<laughs> yeah, cotton's super restricting. That's what everybody says about it. Um, it does bird dogs have any proprietary uh, technology, right? Everybody likes technology. Do they have anything new that they did? Yeah, they did a bunch of ketamine and came up with <laughs> and fixed this issue by invent- inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit. You guys can't do it, but I'm doing this, this slimmer fit. You can't see it without having to sacrifice any movement. Well, that's great. Um, Greg, do you like smelling like shit in your shorts? I <laughs> No, so I, I try not to shart very hard, but just in case I do, Bird Dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps me cool and dry all day long. Uh well, I guess, you know, if, if I wanted to purchase a pair of these shorts that are neither birds nor dogs, what could I do? You should go to www.birddogs.com backslash pool. That's pool, P-O-O-L, like Liverpool, but, you know, better. And enter promo code again, pool, P-O-O-L, for a free Yeti style tumbler. Nope. <laughs> Your order. That's birddogs.com backslash pool for a free tumbler. You you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Please, please, please don't sue us. We really don't have a lot of money. So uh I guess I guess like the next step here is like does the the pack the 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 Pacific Conference because it's not the Pac twelve or the Pac ten anymore the Pac four apparently is like considering a merger with the Mountain West so like I I guess like Boise State versus Washington State is fun that makes sense I I just can't see Stanford Cal being okay like no being like I think Stanford would rather go independent then have to, like, go play Boise, be in a conference like Boise State and San I think, Diego. I think Cal will go D3. I don't think Cal has any any interest in athletics. I think that we've seen it countless times over the last 10 to 15 years. Um, they have never invested in, in in football. They've never invested in basketball. Their basketball team is is embarrassing, like, for a power conference team. They're embarrassing. And, yeah. like, I, I think that, like, Cal will – look at the landscape, say, if the Big Ten's not going to take us, we're better off playing against Caltech than we are playing against Boise State. This is one thing that is kind of sad about the, the, like, the Pac-12 falling apart, is that, like, for a Cal, for an Oregon State, for a Wazoo, like, their entire athletic departments are supported by the money that the football TV contracts bring in, and moving like the Pac-12 to the Mountain West, like they're going to have to scrap some of their sports. Like they're not going to have the budget to run all of the. Washington things. State is broke. Washington yeah. State is like is 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 has debt that looks like like they have a balance sheet that looks like a company that Dave Brandon took over. Like it's like for some reason debt was just foisted upon them, and then they're going to collapse. Like that's what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, that's like this. That's the saddest part about all this to me is that like there's a lot of like student athletes who are going to like lose their opportunities and like lose access to scholarships because some of these programs just aren't going to be able to continue to maintain, you know, having like a rowing team or, you know, having like a volleyball, a a soccer team. Like, like we're not talking about like just like and like, look, like there's a hierarchy of sports that is sort of based on like how much we are aware of them. And, like, you're not talking about, like, rowing, which has never been on TV, but, like, you're talking about, like, soccer, like, hockey for, you know, would would be our analogy, baseball, like, softball, like, serious sports that, like, are just going to go away. Um, And that sucks. Like, that sucks. But, like, on the flip side, you know, I I think that Washington State and Oregon State, again, Stanford and Calder are, are, are different situations. Stanford can can be free for every one of their students if they wanted to be. Stanford has more money than than most countries. Um, but like, and Cal, Cal can also do that, but Cal has sort of different priorities. Um, mostly, uh, actually, 
Cal's primary priority right now is buying up real estate. I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, they they uh, are buying up significant amount of real estate. And the city of Berkeley is current, is like about to have a, we don't call it civil wars because apparently that's not nice, but they're about to have a civil war because um, students can't have no place to live, like literally have no place to live in the city of Berkeley. Uh, and the NIMBYs uh, who live there are like revolting against the fascist Cal Berkeley. It's a, it's a huge thing. You should look into it. It's fascinating. <laughs> uh, Stanford obviously doesn't care. Um, but yeah, like, like Washington state and Oregon state, like, I think you just become Midwest conference and, you know, for a couple of years, it's going to look real nasty while you get out of debt. But like, I don't understand how those two schools, like they didn't have a plan. How did like how this was so foreseeable based on what's happened the last five years? Like Oregon State genuinely seems shocked that this all happened, and it's like, are, have you just been asleep for the like? What are you guys doing? Of course that the Oregon and Washington were going to try and jailbreak. Did you seriously think Oregon was going to bring you with them to the Big Ten? The Big Ten was never going to take Oregon State. Oregon wasn't going to sink its own ship to try and save OSU. And, and like, that's the thing is that like, you can tell how foreseeable this was by how quickly a massive merger happened. Like you're talking about billion dollar organizations, Washington and Oregon. These organizations are worth billions of dollars. You don't, any lawyer can tell you, you don't have those things done in a weekend. That shit was ready to go. You'd be surprised. (laughs) Right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be doing that in a weekend. But, like, Oregon and Washington knew this was coming. The Big Ten knew this was coming. The minute that Colorado – well, actually, this happened when USC and UCLA left, right? Because yeah. then the, the, the TV contract wasn't going to be as big as it needed to be, at which yeah. point Colorado probably reasonably looked at the situation was like, uh, fuck that. We're going to go home. And then if you're Utah and Arizona and Arizona state are not traditionally part of this, right? People forget that, but they only came in the eighties. Um, I think, I mean, Colorado clearly had like the foresight to pull this off because like, if you were looking at the PAC 12 and you were like, wow, who are like the desirable assets to like bring over Colorado's not in the top half of that Colorado's no. probably sitting down there with like Wazoo and Oregon state. And the fact that they were like the first mover really saved their hide. Like their yeah. athletic director, their president, like kudos to them. Like they really pulled off like a great move versus like Wazoo and Oregon State where you're like, you know, somebody should be getting fired. Well, the thing is with Oregon State and Washington State is like, where do you go? The Big 12 doesn't want you. Like, where do you go? Pick up the phone and if you're one of those schools, say, look, you know, we're falling apart. I don't know if you're Oregon State, maybe you're like trying to parlay it and you're like, look, I think I can bring Oregon with me if you're if you're willing to serious. That's the those are the and maybe they were having those conversations and maybe they didn't go anywhere. But like that's what they should have been doing versus I mean, I don't think they were doing it because they just look so caught off guard by everything that happened that I, I think there were conversations that just didn't materialize, probably giving them a little bit too much credit. Do y'all think that perhaps maybe like they might've been held back or hampered by where they are regionally? Um, Cause for Colorado, like they're still kind of central regionally. And so like they, it's easy for them to merge with say like the big 12 where, you know, a lot of the teams are like, you know, either in like the South or the Midwest, um, but for Oregon and Wazoo, uh, Oregon State and Wazoo, like they're kind of se- if they're not like you know aligned with those like West Coast teams, it makes it tough to you like know you, you either yeah. got to be attractive financially or regional, right 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 yeah like like for the for the Big Twelve to take out the Arizona schools, it's not that big a deal. You're in New Mexico away from Texas Tech. It's not that far. Um, <laughs> Like, and, you, and look, I've made the, I, I can tell you, I've made the drive from, from Tucson to Lubbock, actually, like I've actually done that. It's long, but it's doable, right? It's not, it's not a 24 hour drive. It's like an irritating eight hours. Yeah. I think it's um, also just, you're attractive enough as an asset. Like people aren't mm-hmm. going to really care about the geography, like yeah. the big and you now have like, and I don't know if attractive is the right way to describe this one, but like Rutgers and Oregon. Like that makes 
Zero. Big, big, I think the Big Ten is the only it like yeah. Big Ten doesn't care. Like they just don't care about about location. But they're going to have to at some point because like you're you you can't. It's unsustainable to ask Oregon and Rutgers to fly across the country three times a year. Yeah. Like it's 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 un, it's it's there is not enough. Like we talk about money. If your if your football program is eating up the amount of money that we know the football programs eat up, like there's just not a lot of money for, you know, women's basketball. Like, yeah. like who is going to sign up, sign the check on the charter plane from East Lansing to, you know, to Eugene? Like at, that money's not coming in, and most of that money's earmarked. So like Matt Ishbia is not going to come in and be like, absolutely. Uh, baseball is going to go play a home and home with UCLA every year. Like, although Michigan State baseball plays most of its games on the road, anyways, because you can't play baseball in Michigan in March for obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> move it, everybody should just get together in the LA area for the first few months of the season, knock out the Absolutely. conference. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a terrible idea. I, I, I like that. Um, I, um, <laughs> Not a student athlete. You're like you're like. Oh, where do you, where do you go to school? Rutgers. Why are you in LA for two months a year? <laughs> like, you're gonna need like a second campus in LA. <laughs> well, like the thing is, is that like, especially if you're on the quarter system. If you're on the semester system, it doesn't work. But like, if you're on the quarter system, it's like that fourth quarter you just take all online classes. Like it, it sort of works out. <laughs> I mean, even trimesters, you can you can you can sort of make it work, but. Um, but yeah, I guess like this is our requiem for the, for the, for the Pac-12. We'll, we'll, we'll miss you a lot, but like, as we, as we sort of, you know, um, as we sort of move forward, like it just is what it is, right? Like there's nothing you can do about it other than to say like, this is the new future. And, you know, look, I'm sure people were very sad when the Southwestern conference died. I like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm sure people were very um upset when that like the the old metro conference died but like then you move on right yeah. like the only things that are eternal apparently are the sec and big Ten, right like yeah because the acc is gonna die i don't know when you think like, so you have regents at florida state at florida state board meetings saying it's not if we leave it's when and how mm. like and also florida state might be bought by saudi arabia like that was a, that's that's like a separate issue, but um, but like that's the thing is that like you you look at this landscape, right? And as a Michigan State fan, it's like, look, I care about playing Michigan. I care about playing Wisconsin. That's about it, right? Like I I, I guess Penn State sort of, but like yeah. really, it's it's if if I play Michigan every year and I play Wisconsin relatively recently or relatively regularly. I'm good. Who like I don't really care about playing Minnesota all that often. Like I don't yeah. need to play Iowa. Um, but like Wisconsin and Michigan. And if you're a Michigan fan, it's you know, Michigan State and Ohio State. Washington, and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe you care about Penn State. Not not no, because like I know Michigan fans, like they don't really care mm. because like that, like these things are built over not 20 years, not 30 years, but like 80 years. Yeah. And so like you know, as a Michigan State fan, like I care much more about playing Wisconsin in basketball than I care about literally any other thing. Like I want to play Wisconsin in basketball twice a year. Um, you know, I want to play Indiana in basketball. I want to play Purdue in basketball. I want to play Michigan, but like I, I could give a shit elsewhere. Yeah. Um, and like I think that that's what it comes down to is that it's like Oregon cares about playing Washington. Washington cares about playing Oregon. USC cares about playing UCLA. UCLA cares about playing USC. I don't think like. I don't think that Oregon and Oregon state and Washington state is obviously like an unfortunate casualty of this, but like in this round of realignment, we lost the apple cup. We lost the civil war. We got the Holy war, which is BYU, Utah. And we got uh, Colorado back to the big 12. So like sort of, we we get some, right. And like, look, I think it's super funny that we get BYU versus Utah. Because they hate each other. They hate each other in a way that we don't really understand. Because they're it's not allowed to so curse at each other. It's going to be so good. I'm so, I'm so looking forward to it. Like, imagine a, a rivalry built on, like, that's that's pure hatred, but there's no alcohol or curse. Like, you have to really <laughs> hate some folks 
<laughs> not to hate them when you're not drunk and cursing. Like that's, that's, I, I, kudos to, to the Holy War. But like, I think that's like a cool part of it. I think that yeah. like, ultimately, ultimately Michigan State going to play, you know, USC and them calling that like the Trojan War because it's Greeks versus Trojans. Like, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be kitschy. We'll get some good yeah. you know, Fox B-roll or whatever. But like, it's unsustainable and these things are going to break apart. Like, that's where I keep coming back to. Is that like these things, like, look, you might just replace the the NCAA with the big time, right? Like maybe we just like, like the governing body of college football at the highest level is the big time. And like everybody is part of the big 10, but it's like big 10, but the big eight conference. Yeah. Pack eight conference and the Southeastern conference and the, like the division, right? Like the divisions. Yeah. And like, and it's like, everybody's making the same joke, but like, what if we had four divisions in the big Ten, right? And one of them was the Pacific one. And one of them was the East coast one. And one of them was the Midwest. And one of them was the great plains. And you had the championship game in the Rose bowl. And it's like, that's the oldest school possible outcome is <laughs> like, that's how we do it. Okay? Yeah, I feel like, I feel like maybe that's how it started out originally. And then money got involved Right. And everything just went to shit. Right. But like, I think ultimately it's like, I think that like whatever the big 12 turns into and the SEC turns into, and maybe the SEC buys the big 12, right? Like that's, that's an outcome that's not that hard to envision. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, our championship game is in the sugar bowl as it always was. Right. Like the SEC (laughs) versus, and like, and the ACC when it collapses and, and half of it's in this SEC and half of it's in the big 10, Okay, we'll we'll play our our game against each other. We'll be in the rose in the orange bowl. Orange bowl, yeah, that's what it was before. <laughs> it's like we're just doing the same shit that we did in 1950. We're just like calling it something else, yeah. which is like also like a very college football way of going about things, right? Like we're gonna do the same shit. We're just gonna call it something different. Yeah, rebranding, <laughs> right? And like I I think that you're still gonna get Michigan versus USC in in December or January in the rose bowl. That game is still going to be played in some fashion, right? Yeah. You're still going to get, uh, you know, Alabama versus Texas, right? Like you're still going to get Alabama versus Texas in the Cotton Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're still like Arizona versus whoever in the Fiesta. Like these things will still happen. It's just yeah. how they happen and why they happen. But I think w- w- one of the things that has also changed with a lot of the realignment has uh, one of the things that been, has been affected, um, and you kind of touched on it earlier, is the 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 rivalry games. So, like, some of them like in-state rivalries. So I know like I, I have uh, family that you know um, went to uh, Texas A&M, and also um, family that um, you know uh, have like you know um, affiliations with like University of Texas, and like they're really excited to have that rivalry game back because, you know, because of like the split in conference yeah. or A&M leaving, they didn't have it for a number of years and now they're getting back with UT going to, um, going to the SEC. And so like, I know like for, for people, especially like longtime college football fans, like they enjoy those rivalries. Right. And so like, I one- would, I would rather Texas versus Texas A&M than I would Texas staying in the SEC, in the big 12. In the big 12. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like I would rather exactly like you're saying, like, we're getting some of these rivalries back through realignment, right? Yeah. Not the Big Ten. The Big Ten has every move that the Big Ten has has done has been rivalry agnostic, right? Yeah. Taking Nebraska killed a bunch of rivalries. Taking USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington killed those rivalries, except for the ones that, that sort of come together. Rutgers right. doesn't have any rivals because who gives a shit? And Maryland, like Maryland has like a deep-seated hatred for the the North Carolina schools, uh, UNC, Duke, like they hate them, but yeah. they don't get to play them. Play them and yeah. like that sucks for Maryland. But like my so my my grandfather is a grad of the University of Maryland, and if you ask him like, oh, who's the biggest rival of Maryland? He'll be like, oh, Duke. Right, because it's a basketball school and the ACC yeah. basketball conference. So like they they still think like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the SEC and the Big Twelve, like, what rivalries did the Big Twelve break up? None. They did not break up a rivalry. Colorado doesn't have rivals in the in the Pac-10. Arizona and Arizona State came together, like and Utah That's comes. True. Like the Big Twelve improved rivalries. Now, yeah. SEC 
and did Kansas versus Missouri, which pisses me off a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because that was a super fun game. Like that was always a super fun game, border war. Um, and, and pulled Missouri, but so pulled Missouri away from Kansas, but they reunited Texas and Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah. And ultimately Oklahoma state will find a play way to play Oklahoma. Like that, that game will not die. You think, you think it's going to happen? They're, they're going to find a way to make it happen. <laughs> I think so. Like, like th- there's, there's too much interest and I think there's, so, yeah. and, and basically I think it'll happen the next time oil has a boom. When there's more oil money, I think it'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but you know what? We're talking about oil, but this isn't a soccer episode. Normally when we talk about oil, we're talking about, uh, soccer money and we're talking about college football money. So shout out to uh, Texas A&M for their oil money. Um, so we are going to next week, we will be uh, back. We were uh, for college football purposes. We are going to preview Michigan and Baylor next week. And then Michigan state, we're going to have a special guest, uh, Michigan state and Oregon in two weeks. And then it's college football season. Um, we are going to be back on Tuesday with a round the world where do Americans play soccer? Because club soccer, uh, as of recording, the championship is back. Um, Lester won, Leeds tied because Leeds sucks without Americans. Yeah, eat it, Leeds fans. I hope you stay down. Um, you can find uh, Tim uh, somewhere. I don't think he's on Twitter. You can find him around. He lives in like the Northeast somewhere. Uh, you can find Josh on Twitter at Josh Beninock. Um Tyler Adams is allegedly going to Chelsea. I hate all of that. Every part of it makes me really sad um, because y'all are too broke to get Caicedo. Whatever. Not my business. Uh, you can find me. Uh, I'm at Diamonds Esquire, but I'm never there at TLSTDS. Um, we don't post pictures on Instagram because pictures are for pretty people. And only Josh is pretty. I'm not pretty enough to be on Instagram. Um, thank you to our sponsors, Smith Workforce Management Group, whoever Blue Air decides to put in, Bird Dogs, et cetera. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell your local um, Utah resident, because they're very nice, I'm told. Um, but obviously, dear listener, we couldn't and wouldn't do this without you. So thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Podcast Network.